Hello, everybody, and welcome to the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. This is the Crypto Hipster, your host, Jamil Hassan, where I bring you news, insights, analysis, and my commentary on the state of the market. It doesn't represent the industry. It doesn't represent anybody except my views. Facts are facts. News is news, but the commentary is mine. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you join me each and every Friday. And today is episode 59. It's season three, episode 19, total 59. Next week, we wrapped up. We wrap up season three of The X Factor. And it's been a delightful 58 episodes so far. And 59 is today. And I hope you enjoy this one. It's for the week ending September 29, 2023. And there's a lot to go over. Some weeks I don't have that much. Some weeks I have a whole bunch of stuff. Tomorrow I have another podcast coming out. It's going to be, uh, it's with the head of blockchain at Shrapnel, Mark McCurry. Um, this is my second interview with Mark. My third interview with Shrapnel. There are some up to some really great things in the gaming space. Make sure you tune into the Crypto Hipster podcast. Let's go through the news of this week, and let's talk about global news first. Then we'll go into the Americas. Then we'll go over to the pond over Europe, and then down to Asia. And then there's nothing in the Middle East to talk about right now. Except maybe the desert and sand and oasis. You know, but let's talk about this. First thing is Exchanges Federation. The World Federation of Exchanges touts crypto trading regulation and integration with traditional finance. The World Federation of Exchanges, WFE, sees the potential for crypto asset trading platforms, CTPs, to play a larger role in the real economy and society at large. It had some blunt observations about CTPs and suggestions for regulators in a paper that was released yesterday. They say, CTPs, CTPs, should welcome a degree of regulation as a means to bolster the appeal of their markets. Uh, it suggested six principles for regulating CTPs. The first, let's go, was to uh, segregate functions to avoid trading against their customers. That's a good idea. A complaint against the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Gensler often voices. Okay, so we have to agree on something. Until they meet those standards, the CTPs should not call themselves exchanges. The trade association said, here are the six principles. One, segregate market infrastructure functions with a CTP where appropriate, such as limiting CTPs trading their own book or in a potential conflict with their customers. Check. I agree. Two, operate orderly markets by having in-place systems and controls for broader risks, such as abusive trading to protect integrity of price formation. I agree. Check. Three, hold sufficient financial resources to meet expected operational stress events. Check. I agree. Number four, facilitate compliance with best, best execution requirements. Five, increase robustness of listing standards. And six, have appropriate governance and management requirements. All three of those, the four, five, and six, check, I agree. And 
They said they were concerned about the integration of distributed ledger technology into the TradFi exchanges. And they say, if you make it impossible for regulated institutions to run services and crypto assets, you effectively chase this business out of the institutions who know how to run it properly and into the shadows where it may be run by new entrants with limited experience. And you see that it's called being 20 years old and crypto native and never working in a job in a company and not knowing what a copier machine is, a water cooler is, or in a lunch or a bathroom are. A lot of people. So we need to fix that, I believe. I agree with this. Let me know your thoughts. How important is to know where the bathroom is when you have a job? <clears throat> or at least the cubicle, you know? CB look, okay, moving on. Moving, we're gonna move on. CBDC frameworks must guard user privacy, monetary freedom, BIS chief. BIS, B-I-S. BIS general manager Augustin Carstens stresses the importance of legal frameworks that protect CBDC users' privacy and maintain monetary freedom. Legal frameworks ensuring user privacy and freedom to choose between central bank digital currencies and other forms of money will be key in driving CBDC adoption, according to the BIS. Speaking to, at the BIS Innovation Hubs Conference in Switzerland on Wednesday, Augustine stressed that legal frameworks remain a key consideration in the development and proliferation of CBDCs around the world. Most fundamentally, the legitimacy of a CBDC will be derived from the legal authority of the central bank to issue that. That authority needs to be firmly grounded in the law. I agree. I agree. But I'm a crypto investor. Why do I want a CBDC? I don't. I'd rather have Bitcoin, I'd rather have Litecoin, I'd rather have any other coin except the CBDC run by this. He added, at different countries' laws specify what types of money their central bank can issue, what typically includes physical cash, as well as credit balances on current reserve amounts. It says, according to the IMF paper published in 2021, close to 80% of central banks are either not allowed to issue a digital currency under their existing laws or the legal framework is unclear. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I actually have no investing interest in CBDCs whatsoever. I know they're great for economists. I know they're great for governments because you have real-time inflation information or recession information. You don't have to wait three months. So that's a good thing. Um, yeah, but from a trader, retail, investor point of view, eh. All right, moving on. Okay, let's see. Microsoft. <clears throat> IBM and others have formed a post-quantum cryptography coalition. This should be paid attention to. Um, IBM Quantum and Microsoft have formed a coalition to tackle post-quantum cryptography alongside not-for-profit research tank Mitra, which is a UK-based cryptography from PQ Shield, a Google sibling company, Sandbox AQ, and the University of Waterloo, which is Canada, near Canada. I had to look it up this morning. Uh, they say, we're proud to be part of a new community of cybersecurity organizations to accelerate adoption of post-quantum cryptography in a commercial and open source technology. Why did I include this in Global? Because it covers UK, covers the US, it covers Waterloo. Yeah. Post-quantum cryptography, PQC, addresses the potential threat posed by quantum computers of the future. Current cryptography schemes rely on mathematical problems to stymie decryption attempts. 
Cracking or bypassing such encryption with a classical computer would be nearly impossible. Some experts estimate it would take a binary computer system roughly 300 trillion years. I'll be old by then. Wow, I'll be like older than Methuselah, man. Okay, to break a 1,024-bit or 2,048-bit RSA key. 300 trillion years our Earth has been around for 5 billion years, and that includes the dinosaurs, and the dinosaurs called all these mining facilities. The mining facilities would be lunch. All right, moving right along. We do not want any dinosaur lunch or any the insects of the future to come along and ruin quantum. All right. Coinbase International launches perpetual futures retail trading for retail customers. Coinbase International Exchange, a class F, not a failure, a class F, license holder from the Bermuda Monetary Authority, announced it has received additional regulatory approval, allowing the platform to offer perpetual futures trading to non-U.S. retail customers all around the world. Launched in May 2023, Coinbase International already offered crypto derivative services to institutional clients. With the latest regulatory approval, the crypto platform will provide eligible customers access to regulated perpetual futures contracts on the Coinbase Advanced platform in the coming weeks. The exchange said perpetual futures accounts are maintained by Coinbase Bermuda and regulated by the BMA. Actually, Bermuda is pretty advanced as far as crypto, if you didn't know. Uh, they have put forth regulations and laws and all this stuff and being very, have been very proactive and forward-looking. Bermuda, yes, believe it. Now, they don't just have sand there. They have crypto regulations. The crypto exchange claimed in its announcement nearly 75% of crypto trading volume comes from the derivatives market. And the recent regulatory approval would help retail traders access Crypto derivatives market primarily dominated by institutions. Had it, let me know your thoughts on everything you've heard so far. Anything you've heard so far. Let me know any thoughts you got. Thoughts are cool. They help. Let's talk about OFAC. Ethereum OFAC. Actually, compliance dips to 45% in the post-merge update. Okay. The historic merge update upgrade. From September 2022, which marked Ethereum's transition from proof of work to proof of stake, resulted in the overall decline in compliance with standards laid down by OFAC, the Office of Financial Assets Control. Ethereum blocks adhering to OFAC compliance censor certain transactions, which has a negative impact on the neutrality of the Ethereum ecosystem. In in August 2022, OFAC sanctioned Tornado Cash and several Ether addresses associated with it due to its ability to mask and anonymize transactions. Before the merge, Ethereum's OFAC compliance increased exponentially as entities such as crypto exchanges opted to to run censoring MEV boost relays on their validators. The list of top censorship offenders is populated by popular platforms such as Binance, Celsius Network, Bitfinex, Ledger Live, Huobi, and Coinbase, according to MEV Watch Data. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. However, the overall OFAC compliance of Ethereum blocks has declined significantly 
In November 2022, 78% of total Ethereum blocks complied with OFAC regulations. As of today, Ethereum's OFAC compliance dropped to 30%, recording an overall reduction of 57%. Let me know your thoughts on OFAC. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes OFAC people are wrong. Sometimes. Like, I'm 52 years old, right? I grew up in America. I never broke the law. There's, but my name is on the OFAC list because some Syrian warlord Air Force general who's 20 years older than me is on that list. And because it has my name, and because of that, my life for the last six years has been a living, uh, you know, has been really difficult in the banking sphere because, you know, my name is on the OFAC list. And what does OFAC do when I contact them? Nothing. So can OFAC be wrong? Can OFAC be wrong? Yeah. OFAC is quite often wrong. But they don't care. So, you know, I don't care about that. So let's move on then. You know, because we're talking about stuff that, you know, eh, eh, eh. Ethereum is a great, wonderful project. Great, wonderful, you know, computer uh, network and around the world. And, you know, let's get our statistics correct. Why don't we? Moving to the U.S., US U, a new U.S. bill. Let's talk about a bill. Let's talk about Congress. A new U.S. bill to require firms to report off-chain transaction, transactions to the CFTC. A new bill in the U.S. aims to require cryptocurrency service providers to report all blockchain transactions to a government repository. On September 28, U.S. Representative Don Bayer introduced the Off-Chain Digital Commodity Transaction Reporting Act, requiring trading platforms to report all transactions to a repository registered with the CFTC. The new legislation aims to protect cryptocurrency investors from disputes, manipulation, or fraud, potentially stemming from transactions occurring off-chain or transactions that take place beyond the blockchain network. Unlike on-chain transactions, off-chain transactions are not instantly logged on a blockchain, but are processed through secondary layers, thus creating some difficulties in being tracked. Example, i.e., the Lightning Network for Bitcoin. You just settle up. It's like a bar tab. You set up at the end of the day, you know? Um, it's a net net set up at the end of the day. It's off chain. Then it becomes on chain at the end of the day, each and every day. With the emergence of trading platforms and a desire to increase transaction times and lower costs, thousands of transactions do occur off chain, Bitcoin Lightning Network, and are unrecorded on the publicly viewable blockchain, they say. Unfortunately, internal record keeping among these private entities can vary wildly, and this can have investors and consumers vulnerable to fraud and manipulation, so they're proposing to have it approved by the CFTC. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Let me know what your thoughts are. We're going to talk about something dynamic, though. Dynamic. The SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, who is the, in quotes, leader, le leader? of crypto regulations in the world. <laughs> I just make, that makes me laugh. Anyway, I can't say that with a straight face. It's a good thing that you're not looking at my face right now because it's not straight. It's kind of like, uh... anyway, the SEC delays spot Bitcoin ETF decision for BlackRock, Invesco, and Bitwise. 
the U.S. SEC with tremendous leadership, and I say that in quotes, believe me, has delayed its decision on several proposals for spot Bitcoin exchange trading funds, ETFs, including BlackRock, which I was on here for weeks on my show telling you how I thought the SEC would approve BlackRock. They didn't. Surprise. Okay. Ahead of this is ahead of an anticipated government shutdown. There's going to be a government shutdown. They're going to shut down. Actually, more should get accomplished while they're shutting down, while they're shut down, than they did when they're in session. So, the spot Bitcoin ETF, ETF applications of Invesco, Bitwise, and Valkyrie were also delayed by the SEC. Um, and they are expecting the applications of Fidelity, Vanek, and Wisdom Tree to also be pushed back. And that expectation is from James Seifert, um, Bloomberg ETF analyst, because he's an expert. I love how people pop up out of, out of nowhere and are now all of a sudden randomly experts. But maybe he is. I don't know. But he's an expert. Um, and the latest delays come two weeks earlier than the scheduled secondary deadline date for many applicants. This is what I think. Don't care what he thinks. This is what I think. They're going to be approved. Not yet. They're going to be approved sometime in 2024 or just at the end of the year or, like I said, March, June, something, some early 2024. If you're a retail investor, if you're interested in buying Bitcoin or any other crypto, we have a window. We have a three-month or six-month or nine-month window to buy on the cheap. Once these ETFs are approved and these giants pour more money into Bitcoin and crypto, we're going to come out of this bear market. We're going to have a bull market. There's going to be euphoria and prices are going to jump. I don't know how high. I don't. Oh, hopefully, you know, the Bitcoin will go past 70,000, which is highest, like 69 or something. But if they do jump, you don't want to be the, I don't know if the, Thank you. You want to be somebody, I, mean, I know I'm not, to say, oh, I should have gotten in. We got a window. We got a nine, six, three-month window right now. And I would say, you know, I'm not going to tell you how much to invest or what to buy. I do not tell you what to buy. I will say this. We got a window. And if you ever thought about buying crypto, now's the time to do something. Because once these, once they're approved, the price is going to be like, you know, over the moon skyrocket. And I'm not talking about the Anthony Pompliano rocket ship of one year of work experience. I'm talking about, you know, based on two decades of working at AIG, you know, and looking at investments that things are going to fly, you know. So, hey, take that as you will, um, you know, but that's just what I, that's just, you know, from from experience, what I see, you know, and I could be wrong because I was wrong before, often, many times, with many things, but I think there's a window. Now, SEC, let's talk about more, uh, pushes the deadlines for ARC 21 shares, Vanex, and spot other Ether ETF applications. So you talked, that last article talked about Bitcoin. This was Ether. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has delayed deciding whether to approve or disapprove spot ether, 
exchange traded fund applications from ARC 21 shares of VanEck. In a separate notices, okay, the SEC it would said it would design and designate a longer period on whether to approve or disapprove of a proposed rule change that would allow listings of spot ETH ETFs. Um, and the commission said it had received no public comments on either proposal and would push the deadline for another delay or decision to December 25 and 26, respectively. The commission finds it appropriate to designate a longer period within which to take action on the proposed rule change so it has sufficient time to consider the rule change and issues raised therein, said the SEC. The delay comes the same day the NASDAQ stock market filed a proposed rule change with the SEC for listing its mixed ETH ETF, a combination of spot ether holdings and futures contracts. Proposed rule changes with the New York Stock Exchange ARCA for the Grayscale Ethereum Futures Trust, hashtags Bitcoin Futures ETF, and the CBOE BZX Exchange for the Franklin Bitcoin ETF were filed on December, September 27. The SEC announced on September 26th, which was Tuesday, it would designate a longer period of time to decide on spot Bitcoin ETF and now also spot ETH ETF. As I said, you got a window. And if you're new to crypto, yes, there's Ethereum. There's also ERC-7, uh, ERC-20 tokens, or ERC-721 also, um, which there's a lot of cryptos that are based on the Ethereum the EVM, which is Ethereum, you know, virtual machine. A lot of cryptos. And if Ethereum flies, the market's going to fly. And a lot of alts, there's going to be all season. There's going to be major season, minor season, alt season, you name it. There's going to be a season. So, you know, I would, I would, if there's two things to take away from the, my, my X factor today, Watch what the SEC does with Bitcoin and ETH. Okay. Let me know your thoughts. Now, talking about the SEC, and this is a, you know, there, there, the, there's an article out of Cointelegraph, and we're going to see right now if I agree with it. I don't know yet. I haven't read it. It says five lowlights of Gary Gensler's evasive testimony before Congress. So this guy comes in front of Congress. He testifies again. They bring him through the fire Again, he never should have been in the hand of the job in the first place, but they came through the fire again. And let's see um, what they say. Blamed for kneecapping capital markets, and he did with this, with the vast part, with, with, you know, other markets. He did this, did this. Kneecapping capital markets in the U.S. and slammed for dodging questions around Bitcoin and Pokemon cards. Wow, I didn't know Gary Gensler liked Pokemon cards, but he does apparently. SEC Commission Chair Gary Gensler, appointed for no good reason, appears to have one hell of a grilling from Congress this week. What do you say? Here are some of the lowlights, the highlights and lowlights. They say you are the Tanya Harding of securities regulation. And that was said by Andy Barr, who uh, accused Gensler of kneecapping the capital markets. Called him the Tanya Harding of securities regulation. Okay. And what else? Um, Warren Davidson says, I wish the Biden administration would say, You're fired. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know what Joe Biden's thinking. Like, I don't know what he's in favor of unions, in favor of people. He, you know, 
he showed up in Detroit this week and Michigan this week, you know, help with the, with the picket lines. And that was great for president to do that. Um, but he has this clown in the SEC chair job. I don't know why, you know, uh, Davidson says, I wish this Biden administration would say you're fired. You know, um, he says accused Gensler of pushing a woke political and social agenda. You know, what else? Gensler reiterates that Bitcoin is not a security. Uh, you know, Patrick McHenry says um, it does not meet the Howey test, which is the law of the land. Gensler said, but McHenry said Bitcoin must be a commodity, which Gensler avoided answering because he wasn't under his purview because he wants to have money and, you know, extort people. Is that the word blackmail? I don't know. Um, asked when asked by Richard Torres if Pokemon trading cards are securities. And uh, Gensler says it depends. You know, if Pokemon if Pokemon are securities, then all two hundred eight of my books are also securities, and no author has ever had a book that was deemed a security. Please deem my book securities, and I'll trade them on the New York Stock Exchange, buddy. Do it. That helps me. You know, so a sign of defiance. Who says this? Meanwhile, among the back-and-forth cross-examination between Gensler and representatives, eagle-eyed observers noticed the Coinbase stand with crypto logo behind the SEC chair, which is a sign of defiance, which is pretty cool. I like it a lot. Um, what else? They say that's that's pretty much the lowlights of that guy's day. That guy's week, you know? Just, you. I've said everything I've needed to say on my X Factor over the past year. About, you know, the about the lack of leadership at the SEC. Just listen to any of my shows. I'm not going to go further. Let's talk about something else. So about Celsius Network, where, you know, the OFAC listed them as the top violator or whatever. Celsius creditors vote in favor of reorganization plan. I voted yes. I'll tell you right now, I voted for the default. I voted yes. The creditors involved in the Celsius bankruptcy case have voted in favor of a plan that will see funds returned to them and distributed equity through a new company. According to a September 25 filing from Stretto, most of the class voted in favor of the plan by more than 98%. 98% in favor of the plan. Wow. My voters have made a near unanimous decision on the plan. The plan still needs final approval at a confirmation hearing in the U.S. Bankruptcy Court for the Southern District of New York. And that is scheduled for October 2nd, which is Monday. Monday. We're going to handle this thing on Monday. Um, according to a disclosure statement filed in August, the current plan will see $2 billion worth of Bitcoin and Ether redistributed to Celsius Network creditors. The plan will also distribute equity in a new company temporarily dubbed NUCO. NUCO will operate and further build out the debtors' Bitcoin mining operations, stake Ethereum, monetize the debtors, other liquid assets, and develop new value and creative regulatory compliant business opportunities. Cool. Let's go. Um, now, there was one change in the in the board of director appointments. Um, Michael Aronson stepped down. He was going to originally be on the, um, on the uh, board of directors, and he uh, has been replaced by, um, I don't have the name in front of me, but somebody who's really you know, works at Arrington Capital. So um, it's a good representation. So let's go. Let's go. Get the money back. Put the money in solid investments, not Celsius. Move toward the future. Let's go. 
Oh, it's going to go to Brazil. Brazil's crypto surge prompts central banks to tighten regulations. I didn't even get across the pond yet. I had to go south first. Let's go south. The governor of the Banco Central de Brazil, Brazil's central bank, said the bank has noted a significant surge in crypto adoption in the country and intends to react by tightening the digital asset regulation. During a speech to the Parliamentary Finance and Taxation Committee, Roberto Campos Neto reported the rise of cryptocurrency imports by Brazilians. According to the central bank's data, imports of crypto rose by 44.2% from January to August 2023. When compared to 2022, total funds were about 35.9 billion Brazilian reals, which is 7.4 billion U.S. dollars. Uh, Neto separately emphasized the popularity of stablecoins, eh, which, according to him, are being used more for payments than investments. Well, that's true. Yes. Use it for payments than investments. I would invest in a stable coin. But you got backed by government. He said the back will, bank will respond to these transitions by tightening regulations and bringing crypto platforms under its supervision. He added that problems related to crypto could include tax evasion or illicit activities. That's everybody's concern. But the fact of the matter is money laundering happens outside of crypto. Fact. Okay. Um, Venezuela. Venezuela extends reorganization shutdown of crypto agency by March 2024. Venezuela was one of the first Latin American countries to establish its own crypto oversight body, launching the Superintendencia Nacional de Crypto Activios Sonocrypt in 2018. However, the government now says it will take six extra months to reorganize the entity, which closed in March. This past year, according to a presidential decree published on December 10, September 19, President Nicolas Maduro ordered the extension of the period of forced reorganization of Sonicrep. The period of new extension officially started on September 17 and will last until March 2024. All right. Halfway through, we're going to Europe. We got took care of the global, took care of U.S. We went to South America. We have lots to talk about in Europe. Believe it, I just, it's the news's fault. The news's fault that my show is long this week and it's continued to be long, but that's okay. I like talking to you. Let me talk to you. Um, Europe drives institutional crypto adoption. Blockchain Expo Amsterdam said this. Europe remains a fertile ground for cryptocurrency ecosystem to flourish compared with harsher regulatory environments. According to speakers at the Blockchain Expo Europe 2023 in Amsterdam, um, it was held at the RAI Amsterdam Convention Center for the second year running, with the Blockchain Expo forming part of a larger tech expo event being hosted in the Netherlands. Um, regulatory matters remain front and center, as was evident in fireside chats. Facing, uh, featuring Coinbase institutional sales head heads and other people. Um, they say the institutions feel more comfortable knowing that there is a framework within which they can operate, which it is at odds with what's happening right now in America. It's good to know that you can set up a company and not be legislated unlawfully out of your company who, if you are trying to comply, they don't keep moving the flagposts. I speak from experience. Um, 
that was happening under Jay Clayton. It's happening under Gary Gensler. Um, you need to stay safe for Web3, and, and the future is tokenized. Um, tokenization remains a draw card for various institutions, they say. Um, and Martin Seabrand, Digital Assets Ecosystem Manager at Dutch Bank ABN AMRO, shared his insights into the issuance of a digital green uh, bond using Polygon's Layer 2 Ethereum scaling technology. Okay, He says, it's funny. If we now have talks with the bank, people say capital markets have been there for a long time already, yet we haven't seen many innovations. This could be one major change where a lot of banks are investing in. Let me know your thoughts. If you were there, please let me know your thoughts about that. And then we're going to talk about something else. Chase Bank. Uh, Chase UK has made a totally inappropriate crypto move this week. Brian Armstrong, CEO of Coinbase, has condemned the decision of JP Morgan's subsidiary Chase UK to restrict crypto-related transactions. Um, Chase Bank said they are banning customers in the UK from making any debit card or wire transfers related to crypto transactions. Armstrong says UK crypto holders should close their accounts if this is how they're going to be treated. The underlying thing is not, okay, Chase UK, Chase Bank, JP Morgan Sub closed the purchase of crypto to UK citizens. Closed them. They're not allowed, right? Why? Because I say it's no longer Chase Bank. It's running scared bank or being a little baby bank or I'm so stupid bank or let me try to engage the U.S. J.P. Morgan with this regulatory capture attempt so that only Ethereum can be issued through J.P. Morgan and not to retail customers here in the U.K. bank, you know. But let's say you don't really want to know what I say. Let's say what Armstrong says. He says, really hoping there's more to the story than meets the eye and that this does not reflect Chase UK's actual view. That's more appropriate. That's that's. If I had a top 10, if I were David Letterman, I'd tell you what I thought. But, you know, um, Mr. Armstrong sums it up really nicely. Gemini. We're moving on to Gemini from Coinbase. Gemini is going to halt operations in the Netherlands by mid-November. What? New York headquartered crypto exchange Gemini. Well, where the twins withdrew their money before the bankruptcy, by the way. But has decided to quit the Netherlands following the footsteps of crypto giant Binance. The company cites its inability to meet regulators' requirements, but says it intends to return to the Dutch market. Um, in a letter to the Dutch users, September 26, which was Tuesday, Gemini asks them to either withdraw their assets or transfer them to another wallet address as the platform will suspend its operation in the Netherlands due to requirements imposed by the De Nederlandse Bank, DNB, on the crypto exchanges by November 17. The letter states, we kindly ask you to proceed in emptying your Gemini account, ensuring that you no longer have a balance on your account as of November 17, 2023. Yeah, and that seems popular to me. Let me know your thoughts on the Netherlands' new popular approach to crypto. Popularity means like, isn't like being popular. It means like 
being afraid what people think of you, you know, for no justifiable reason. Kind of like my son doesn't want to go to play some kind of sport he might be interested in because some people might laugh at him. Like Netherlands is being laughed at because of this right now, but he will return. They will be a prominent crypto player. They're probably just reshuffling or doing some kind of regulatory capture like the SEC is trying to do. You know, it'll get better and improve. But once the bull market hits, it'll be back, I think. That's my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts. Finance is still struggling to find a banking partner in France. We're moving from Netherlands to France. Let's go. After losing its Euro banking partner, Paysafe, Binance France has proposed that its customers immediately convert all the fiat money they hold on the exchange into crypto. The partnership between Binance France and PaySafe expired Monday. The latter supported Binance French's subsidiary with infrastructure for euro deposits and withdrawals via SEPA bank transfers. The end of the partnership was announced in late June, but Binance France still has not found a new partner. Uh, the next day, Tuesday, the company spokesperson confirmed to a French radio station, BFM, that at the moment, Binance France recommends users convert their fiat balances to cryptocurrencies for free as soon as possible. Binance is working as quickly as possible to onboard its new partner and will have an update in the very near future. Good luck. Good luck, Binance. To that, France. I'm going to go to France someday. I want uh, croque monsieur, croque madame, French toast, and French fries. Let's go. French police raid NVIDIA. Offices amid antitrust investigation. NVIDIA. Whoa. I was in there. Stock price just jumped up tremendously recently. Let's see. One of the global leaders in AI chip production, NVIDIA, headquartered in California, reportedly faced a police raid in its French offices this week. The action came as part of a general inquiry of French antitrust authorities into the cloud computing sector. The Wall Street Journal reported that the raid on September 28th although neither NVIDIA nor the French enforcement agencies have commented. A press release on the webpage of the French antitrust agency Autorité de la Concurrence refers to an unannounced inspection of the graphics card sector. According to the release, a judge authorized the raid on the premise that the company had implemented anti-competitive practices in the graphics card sector. However, the raid itself does not presuppose the existence of a breach of the law, which could be imputed to the company. Uh, wow. There are some crypto companies, though, who have recently been part of that NVIDIA partnership alliance that are helping them build AI. That's I'm just putting it out there. Not investment advice. Facts. News. Not investment advice. I'm not saying go out and buy this. I'm saying NVIDIA has grown their circle of influence regarding artificial intelligence. And there are crypto companies who have crypto AI related tokens and they're part of that, you know, ecosystem. That's all I'm saying. So let's go to Hong Kong. Hong Kong police recover $11 million worth of assets in the JPEX case. Not to cannot be confused with JPEG. JPEX. The Secretary for Security of Hong Kong, Chris Tang Ping Kyung, has vowed to bring justice to people who fell victim to the JPEX crypto exchange fraud. And in a press conference, the Securities 
chief office said, police are actively looking for the key operators behind the JPEX, J-P-E-X, crypto exchange that orchestrated the country's largest digital asset fraud. Uh, Tang Ping Kyung revealed that the police had made 12 arrests in the case so far and seized more than 8 million Hong Kong dollars, which is a million dollars in cash, as well as assets worth 77 million Hong Kong dollars, which is then almost $10 million, including real estate and digital currency. Tang added that police were actively looking for the ringleaders in the case and called their capture a major face, a major, major factor in solving it. Mr. Chung, Mr. Tang, I am not a ringleader. I'm a ringleader or nothing. But if the news comes out, I'm going to report it right here on the X Factor with the crypto hipster. The operators of the JPEX crypto exchange are accused of running an unauthorized crypto platform and defrauding customers of millions of dollars. Tang also notified the press that they are working with the country's regulators to put specific measures in place to avoid any such fraud in the future. Let me know your thoughts. He just sounds like a hotbed right now. Okay, let's go. We got two more. We got two more things to go over. And then I take a day break for the morning. Taiwan Brus bans unregistered foreign crypto exchanges from operating. Taiwan's Financial Supervisory Commission is moving to improve protections for cryptocurrency investors by introducing new rules. The FSC has formulated the key points for regulating Taiwan's crypto market, releasing industry guidelines for virtual asset service providers operating in the country. In the guidelines, the authority mentioned some common industry-wide rules like separating exchange treasury assets from customer assets. We heard that earlier, right? Reviewing mechanisms for listing and delisting virtual assets. We heard that earlier, right? In the global organization's announcement. The FSC also required foreign VASPs to refrain from providing their services in Taiwan without obtaining necessary approvals from the regulator. The FSC stated overseas virtual asset platform operators are not allowed to provide business within the territory of the country unless they have been registered in accordance with the law. That's what they say. Okay. Now, we're going to talk. One last place we're going to go is we're going to go to China. Okay. We're going to go to uh, to China right now, and we're going to say that um, and I want to talk about this because it's Shanghai. And I had never been to Shanghai. I've only been to Beijing. Uh, well, actually, I've been all over the country. That's a lot. I've been all over the country. And um, Shanghai is somewhere where I have not been. And I would love to go because I heard the buildings there are amazing. But Bitcoin is regularly recognized uh, as digital currency in China, in Shanghai. The Shanghai number two immediate people's report in China has reportedly recognized Bitcoin as a unique and non-replicable digital asset while acknowledging its scarcity and inherent value. The Chinese court released a report on September 25 discussing the development of internet technologies. The report stated that within, with the development of internet technology, digital currencies such as Bitcoin stand out as unique and non-replicable. The report states that among a sea of digital currencies, Bitcoin is different and unique from other digital assets. The report also sheds light on some of the unique properties of Bitcoin, including scarcity and property attributes. Bitcoin has key currency features such as scalability, 
ease of circulation, storage, and payment. Bitcoin continues to see global usage despite its decentralized nature and lack of central authority administration. It is money. Depending on the school, your school of economics, either uh, Keynesian or, um, you know, the Western school of, of economics, um, you know, there's two. One says the government should have control of everything. And one says it should be free market capitalism. If you listen to the free market capitalism people, if you look at the, you know, the economies there, Bitcoin makes a perfect and far more perfect form of payment and gold payment than gold, you know? So we have to, you know, really look at what, what you want to believe in your famous economists, you know, believe in Keynes, but you know, that's a debate between, you know, and the Western is called the Austrian school of economics, by the way, I'm not just making this up So check out the Austrian school of economics. And if you look at the definition of, of currency under that school of thought, Bitcoin is a, Free market, capitalism, currency, and it's a beautiful thing. All right. So, a couple of announcements, housekeeping announcements. There is a new book I put out this past week. It's called Golden Fire in Your New Bitcoin Shoes. It is my 45th Crypto Hipsters Chronicle book of the year. I'm working on one more, and that'll be. The Crypto Crypto Hipsters Chronicle series ending one. I don't have the title for you yet. And next week I will. You know, hopefully I get it out next week. And uh, it's going to be a really, really good one. And it's going to tell you about crypto is not just the future. Crypto is the now, despite the bear market. And uh, that's that's really what I have for you today. This has been the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. This has been episode fifty nine. It's been a long one, but I'm. Glad you're here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. I see you each and every Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week.